tuning in to Art and Business and Murals, a podcast about running a small creative business with interviews, artist stories, and industry tips. I hope this podcast keeps you company on what can sometimes feel like a solo journey. Hello, and welcome to episode 18 of the Art and Business and Murals podcast. And I'm your host, Sarah Scully. And first of all, I'm going to apologize if I sound a little bit boogery. Um, It's because I am. So I've spent the last two weeks in Chiang Mai, Thailand for an artist residency with micro galleries. Uh, the residency was called the Good Lab and it was a really intensive two weeks uh, on the ground where we spent the first week doing a lot of research, having a lot of lectures, talking to a lot of people, listening to the locals. It was a lot of learning in a very short amount of time. And then we had the second week in our groups to develop an outcome. And it was primarily focused around the process rather than the outcome, but it was very intensive. And I'm sure most of you have had this happen where you work really, really hard for, you know, three, four, five weeks, and then you stop for a moment And your body goes, oh, now it's my turn. And then you get a little bit off color. And that's where I'm at. So I I do apologize if I sound a little less enthusiastic than usual, but it's okay. Because I thought now would be the perfect time to kind of summarize the two weeks in Thailand. Now, before you go, oh, I don't really want to know about your residency. Um, <laughs> I promise these are general notes and none of none of what I talk about is going to be specifically about any artists within the program, but it, because those are their artist stories, I'm talking about my observations around spending two weeks with other artists from all across the world um, because I have realized, you know, a lot of us are spending time by ourselves in our studio painting and it's really rare to spend that amount of time with other creatives and we're all having the same problems. We're all talking about the same issues. We're all in a very similar space. And one of the main reasons why I have this podcast is to help you, the other creatives, feel like you're not alone. So that's why this podcast is about my observations around other artists around the world and what's going on because we're no matter what country you're from we're all in a very similar situation at the moment so I've taken extremely extensive notes on this all of three dot points that are collaboration global economic crisis and just do it yep so those are my three notes that I'm going to be riffing off today (laughs) so I probably should have gone in depth because I don't know if my brain's fully functioning but we'll just see how we go shall we Uh, so the first thing I wanted to talk about was collaboration now part of the micro galleries residency was to bring artists together to collaborate on an outcome and within the group we had 21 artists Uh, not only local Thai artists, but artists from all across the world, America, Spain, Indonesia, Australia, uh, Cambodia, um, Philippines. I'm sure I've missed many countries, but there were artists from everywhere. And most of those artists work independently in their own studios. And to, to come into a city that no one really knows and be thrown into a group. We were split into three groups to research three different 
areas. Uh, the group that I was in was the environmental group where we studied air pollution in Chiang Mai due to the um, burning of crops. And it was really interesting to see how people worked in a collaborative way Um, or should I say how people struggled to work in a collaborative way. It's really hard, um, particularly when you've got different styles and different artists. We weren't all mural artists. There were photographers and um, mapping, digital mapping artists and um, fine artists. And so not all of us even had the same practice. So to bring us all together and trying to put together a cohesive outcome um, was more difficult than I had imagined it would be. So the outcome for the group that I was in, the environmental group, we had seven people in our group and we ended up doing one large community mural and we had another space that was connected to our mural where um, the local community could go and do workshops and then come and paste their paste ups onto our wall or to paint directly onto our community wall. So for our outcome, the mural itself was probably about 25 metres long and we had everyone in the group work on that mural. So we had photographic outcomes, we had paste ups, we had collage, um, we had digital artworks that had been turned into collage. We had three muralists that were painting on there. And then we also had a crochet craft artist as well. So all of those elements and all of those outcomes kind of kind of came together into one final public piece. Uh, but it was really, really difficult because within our group, we had people that were fantastic at working on the ground, making it happen, go, go, go. And then we had other people, much like myself, that were really into planning and conceptually thinking deep. And uh, for me, I need a plan before I hit the wall. Um, So it was really interesting to see how everyone worked together. And I would have to say in the two-week residency, that was the hardest part to have a cohesive outcome with so many different styles and materials and languages. We had a few people in our group where English was not their first language and it, it must have been very difficult to understand a lot of the meetings that were going on and a lot of the learning that was happening. But I think our outcome worked, which is great, and the community loved it and it was installed just outside of a uh, temple in Cheng Mui which is a suburb or an area of Chiang Mai. Uh, And the monk in the temple was thrilled and particularly thrilled that we engaged the local community and in particular the local kids and have them come out and paint on the wall. There's a number of photos from the program up on my Instagram account if you want to go and check it out if you're visual and you need to see what was going on. But collaboration. So I don't really have any amazing advice to give anyone on how to do it best because in all honesty I'm still trying to figure out how to collaborate in the best way possible but if you have any tips please send them through. The next point uh, that I want to talk about and this is something that I've spoke with pretty much every artist that was in the program about and that is the global economic crisis. Now artists and creatives have been hit particularly hard uh, because you know, artwork sales or murals are not 
a necessity in people's lives. Buying groceries and paying bills are what's necessary at the moment and people don't have a lot of disposable income to spend on beautifying their homes and their offices. So when I was talking to a lot of other artists, you know, a lot of people are quite smart and have, you know, three months of income saved up in a um, high interest account to keep them safe, particularly around January, February, which are very quiet months for most industries. And so when I was talking to other artists about this, everyone was having a really rough time. It didn't matter whether they were from Southeast Asian countries or whether they were from Western countries like the States or Australia um, or Europe. Everyone was really having a tough time. And most of us had eaten right into that three months of wages, if not eaten all of it. So for me personally, um, I've been eating away at that three months of wages over the last probably nine months. And the last week that I was in Thailand was the last week of my wages that I had saved in that account. And I think there are probably three or four other artists that were in the exact same position that I was in. So the reason why I'm talking about this is because I don't want you to feel like you're the only artist that's not raking in the money at the moment. It's really hard when you're looking on Instagram and all these posts are coming up saying, oh, I made $4,000 in art sales this week alone. And I sit there and think, why haven't I made $4,000 in art sales this week alone? What am I doing wrong? The fact of the matter is that there are not a huge amount of art sales going on at the moment. It's not you. It's not just Australia. It's everywhere. And I don't have a solution for this either. My suggestion would be that it won't be like this forever and we just need to hunker down and and ride it out. Look at diversifying your income streams so that you're not just relying on art sales or just murals at the moment, but you're also looking at what the market needs right now. That's my only advice around that. Um, the other thing was that there was a perception, particularly from the Southeast Asian peoples, that the Western artists would have more money and we do tend to make more money on our projects and more money on the sale of artworks. But then the cost of living is also so much higher, um, particularly in America, Australia, Europe and the UK. Whereas, you know, as you might not be making as much money on sales in Southeast Asia, the cost of living is a little bit lower there as well. Yeah. So let's all move to Chiang Mai yet still work on Western clients' projects. That's the answer there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not going to happen. So collaboration, spoken about that. Global economic crisis, also spoken about that too. And the last point that I wanted to talk about, um, one of the things that I noticed, uh, particularly when we're working in a, a collaborative space, is sometimes you just need to do it. You just need to stop planning. And this is mainly advice for myself. Sometimes you just need to stop planning and just get it happening. Just do it. And the reason why I'm talking about this is not only have I had conversations with artists in Chiang Mai about this, but I've also been talking with uh, artists that are in my coaching group around this. Um, I had a phone call the other day with another artist and they're talking about, you know, maybe I should go back to study and maybe I need to learn more about this. Maybe I need to learn more about murals. Maybe I need to learn more about fine art. But the fact of the matter is, particularly with murals, is you just need to get on site and you just need to do it. And sometimes you just need to make the mistakes so that you learn how to move forward. I run a lot of 
stencil workshops in schools and the concept of stencil workshops around creating bridges so that your stencils don't disintegrate when you're cutting them out. A lot of the students kind of look at me blankly and they're kind of like, I don't know what she's talking about. I don't, this is, you know, I don't need to know this information. It's too hard. And it's not until they actually make the mistake and I give them some masking tape to tape it all back together. And then they kind of make the mistake and go, oh, okay, I get that concept now. Totally understand it. It's kind of the same thing where you need to get out and you need to just paint the murals. You don't need to learn any more about murals. You just need to get out there, get in the trenches, make the mistakes, fix the mistakes, and then so you learn and move on to the next mural. And in all honesty, I've been painting murals for 15 years and I still make mistakes and I'm still learning on every job. Every single mural job has a different challenge that's sitting within it and I need to figure out how to overcome that challenge and that I don't think there's ever going to be a point in my career where I show up to a wall and there's not some kind of hiccup that happens on the project it just it's just the way that it is the difference between painting large scale canvas works in your studio where it's nice as an air conditioned you have access to all your paints the difference between that and painting murals is problem solving because when you're painting murals there are so many different problems that pop up, whether it be your scissor lift running out of power or the weather or the wind or forgetting a paint colour or, you know, running out of brushes or accidentally dripping paint or the assistant not showing up. There is so many different things that can go wrong um, with mural projects and essentially the difference is getting out there, getting on the wall and problem solving. So that's my last bit of advice. Just get out there and just do it, which is very much the advice that I needed this time last week when I was quietly planning our group mural, um, our collaborative mural, and had a few artists that were just, you know, wanting to get on the wall. So I kind of get that now. So the two weeks in Thailand was fantastic and it's the third time that I've done that artist residency with micro galleries and every time I do it, I learned something more about other artists and I always learn something more about myself and the way that I work and I always manage to further my own abilities as well. And even though I've been painting murals for so long, one of the projects that I worked on when I was over there was a collab, a smaller collaborative mural that we got given the night before an exhibition opening and um, the gallery and it was like, here, here's the wall, paint it. So we had four hours to create this mural and I couldn't use a projector and I didn't have time to cut stencils. Uh, and one of the other artists who's an Australian mural artist, Mandy, um, she's like, okay, let's just scribble grid it. And I was like, yeah, well, yeah, I know how the scribble grid works and I've used it for, you know, simpler mural designs. But the mural design that I had proposed was a three-layer white detailed tiger head. And I was like, I don't know how to do it with that amount of detail. And she's like, well, now's the time to practice. So... After 15 years, I finally did a pretty detailed scribble and it turned out great. I'm really stoked with it. So the fact that you're still learning all the time is really, really important as well. And I, I would suspect if you're a mural artist or looking to become a mural artist, get out there, practice the different techniques if you have the opportunity to. So that's my advice around that. Just do it. So this 
episode didn't turn out as horribly as I thought it would with a head cold and my only three dot points. Hopefully it makes sense. If you have any feedback on it, don't forget to email me. And next week's episode is going to be interesting. I asked all the artists in the program for some advice. So next week's episode should be uh, advice from 21 different artists all over the globe. Have a great week. See you next Monday. For tuning into the Art and Business and Murals podcast, please feel free to reach out via email at podcasts at sarahscully.com or follow up the show notes on the website at sarahscully.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends and fellow creatives. I'd like to take this opportunity to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which I record this podcast, the Gubby Gubby people, and I'd like to pay my respects to the elders, past, present, and emerging.